This is yeah. editable, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's very, very editable. This yeah. is so nice because I, I'm not really sure why I'm here. So. <laughs> Isn't that true for all of us? <laughs> yes. I think it's a per- perfect place to start. We, we were chatting on this other, earth. We were chatting the other morning about imposter syndrome, and I think Jeremy would would agree. So we're, we're here with uh, Doctor Ely, <laughs> Doctor Chris Ely, while Jeremy tries to break the microphone. Now just don't touch it. You'd be good. Hello. Someone said last one. I sounded like I was outside of the room. Yeah, we had you. We put, like we put baby in the corner. Yeah, they don't. They don't let me. I just got to yell from the side. Uh, but Doctor Ely, it's a pleasure to sit down with you. It's awesome to be here. It's it's nice to be able to chit chat on a daily basis. But I'm glad that we got you for a little bit larger chunk of time today to kind That's of awesome. dig into some different topics. But one of them was imposter syndrome. Yeah. Where um, you know we we were just we were chatting kind right. of not seriously, but. Or very seriously. Or very, very seriously. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's true. I mean, right. The, yeah. the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, and one of the, so kind of for anybody that doesn't know you, I want to introduce you because you're like a total boss and like a total, oh, no you, I know you would never say that, but you totally are. That's as, our job. That's, yeah, that's our job to say that. And like uh, uh, a, a figure, not just your figure but a figure of health um, and you work in the health field, which is not always the case. And so the, the initial thing of why I approached you is we talk all the time. You and I talk back and forth of different shenanigans and um, different health related topics and how much you would wish, you know, all of your clients or all of your patients would um, do X, Y, and Z or, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you, I think one of the things that we will get to is like, man, if you're not doing anything, why were you going to eat? And like kind of your thought process behind that. And I thought it'd be a fantastic opportunity from a professional. So a healthcare professional, a health, a doctor, right? Well, yeah, in quotes for sure. But a a doctor who practices it more than he preaches. Like you don't just practice health. You want to experiment on yourself. You work out every day. You run. You eat probably mostly keto based stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows like, well, all day long, <clears throat> I share how blessed I am to have this, um, the job that I do when you're articulating things and beliefs that I grow up, that I'm growing into a belief set that you share with patients, um, <clears throat> that may not always be science-based kind of what I've experienced and what's working for me or what I observed has worked for others. Um, to work in an environment uh, like that where all day long you have to, um, I mean, how could I possibly espouse any of that and not be doing it? And um, I think about the difference in the realities for uh, the patient that, I mean, I, I share this also, the minute a patient leaves a room, they are engulfed by um, the pharmaceutical industry, the food industry, the insurance uh, industry, who are all in cahoots, um, and um, they get an entirely different mixed message of what wellness is. And um, I get blinded by maybe my own voice in what I what I think is health, and and get to get to and talk about that all day long. And then how can you, when I exit that door, I guess I'm a little bit deluded in thinking that, no, you know, people, sh- pe- all, all people eat clean or want to eat clean and you want to exercise every day. And, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, and it's a blessing to be similarly to be hang around people like 2020 people and 
in you. Sounds I mean, like that, you that's a friend group. Bubble. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think that's. <clears throat> so, how do you, and John, how you're trying to reach well beyond the bubble of 2020 is just amazing. Um, well, yeah, that's just because it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's comfortable to get in that bubble. And yeah. So, g- give us, give us just a, a quick, uh, rundown of like your background. So you went, where'd you go to school? Um, how long you been a doctor? I started in Kansas, um, kind of Midwest boy, grew up in the Midwest and moved several times as my dad got his education. I, um, went to Shawnee Mission Northwest High School here in Kansas City, went to Stanford undergrad, came back to KU, uh, in medical school and, uh, did my residency in family medicine and have been here ever since. Oh, oh, so Met my wife at Stanford, and Julie came to Kansas City. Went to and she's medical a boss school too. as well. She's she a total stud. Crushes it. Yeah, yeah. She's a total stud. She's our pediatrician. So yeah, she's a she's a total stud, and she was a swimmer too. Did you did you do any sports in college? Uh, frisbee. <laughs> ultimate frisbee. <laughs> ultimate frisbee. All right, fantastic. Yeah, All right, so you've yeah. been in. You've been. Uh, John Elway was the quarterback when I was there, so I made some room for him. You were buddies. Yeah. Yeah, you gave, him, gave him a spot on the roster. Yeah. So I guess a couple of things um, that I, a couple of things that I really wanted to ask, and uh, and we kind of talked about this a couple of classes ago or a couple of mornings ago was when someone comes in, you have like kind of like three ideal clients, right? You have uh, someone who is sick and unhealthy and not in shape. What are three things that they could do, right? Someone who is um, moderately, moderately healthy, someone who's like a, a normal human being, but are doing things that they think are normal. Like what you said, they're bombarded. They leave your office and they're bombarded by all these different industries and they think they're being healthy, but they're not actually. And then there's some people on the performance side, right? That you're like, Hey, you could do some of these things that are going to be a little bit different. Um, to one, both longevity, because fitness people on the far end of the spectrum aren't always healthy right? Because they're doing, you know, silly things all the time and they're, they're kind of going crazy as a, as a doctor. So John and I would come in and see you. What are some of the things that you look for? And we'll answer that question later. But when you see the the sick person come in and you're like, man, here's an opportunity to change your life. And if you had these three things, here's what I'd recommend doing, right? Mm-hmm. As a, just, Hey, normal people don't know this. Um, or they think they do and they don't, they don't do it. But I just want to know those like three things, three things for like that first I'm group not, of people. I'm not sure I can answer that um, very well. I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking something that applies to all three groups is I'm kind of transitioning from from what to do because um, a person's I I have no idea what their what their investment is going to be and what their passions are. How what what does exercise mean to them and what what will put somewhat of a smile on their face when they're doing it. And I'm kind of transitioning to try and understand what motivates people um, and tap, tap into that in, in in how that would apply to anything from how they eat to how they sleep uh, to how they think of wellness in general. Um, In uh, there's the, because there's an external motivation of your numbers look like shit. Um, if it's a weight, if it's an LDL cholesterol, if it's a blood pressure number. And <clears throat> I th- I've found it to not be very successful at all to chase those numbers okay. and say, we wow. need to we need to get your LDL to such and such. And if you do the blah, 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 uh, we'll get you there. Um, 
versus um, understanding what's the what creates what will create in you the internal the internal motivation of I did that and because I did that I feel better tomorrow I look better to myself I feel better about my better about myself and the, but this um, more the more a really vague sense of wellness and it'll apply throughout that I mean needless to say throughout the entire spectrum because if I go after I mean everybody wants to know what um, what weight should I be. And um, uh, I have no freaking idea what, what weight you should be. I know what a scale says that should be ideal, but the answer to that that I probably learned from you all is um, you might be exactly the weight you're supposed to be for the rest of your life if you went to bed uncomfortable. Did you, if you ate everything that you wanted to eat, if you uh, watched TV, and use the remote. <laughs> Didn't even get up to change a channel if you can do that anymore. Um, then whatever, I mean, you've already set the thermostat to that future you. And so maybe you're 50 pounds up right now, but if that behavior is 50 pounds lighter, you're going to get there. So congratulations, you are you happen to be at ideal weight right now. But it has to do for with what that, you're doing. For what you're doing, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of think of it more as, a, and that makes it far more, I mean, because there isn't a number that's right. I mean, how how variable is your weight according to how intense you get about? about you know, I'm going to be. Yeah, I'll be yeah. a little more ketogenic. I'm going to. Hey, I'm going to. I'm going to bulk up a little bit, and and so um, it's far more dynamic. There isn't an answer, and that with that that fluidity, I think they're kind of. I don't know. To me, it that brings on kind of a calm and a a change from I have to achieve something because you know, anytime there's a goal and you reach that. Okay, um, now it's sort of more like now, now what versus that the concept of okay, what what makes me feel well, which is going to be dynamic, you know, regarding how much you exercise, how much you sleep. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, I and that's not a uh, that's not no, three three uh, no, you but know, that's, three that's things. A, but that's I, a good answer, and it's interesting because it's almost like a you are where you are despite what the consequences and outcomes may look like. So your ideal weight or the way that I was thinking about in my brain is you're at homeostasis right now, right? Mm -hmm. So your body is say, for example, for me, I'm 219 or 220 right now, right? In a BMI scale, I'm technically considered obese, but I don't ever pay attention to that scale. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you follow that at all either, but I'd call you obese. But I'm that's definitely. Right. Yeah. Um, just, just a professional. Opinion. But uh, the th that's homeostasis for me. I would have to do some dramatic changes or some changes in general to change that homeostasis because I'm going to eat the same from here. The, the activity level that I'm doing right now is going to keep me at this point unless I change something. Now, um, my uh, ideal weight, I guess, you could, like you said, my homeostasis is my daily routine. That's going to lead to these outcomes. If I continue on this path, I'm going to stay at this weight. I'm probably going to live a decent, healthy life. I'm going to continue to get stronger. That same person who sits on the couch, uh, changes the channel, eats potato chips or whatever it may be, does not exercise, drinks alcohol all the time. Their homeostasis is, um, uh, 250. And they're not going to change from that. And that's going to be ideal for their scenario, but not necessarily, in my opinion, ideal um, outcomes. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Where it'd be like, okay, you're going to have these consequences for your ideal weight until you're willing to change that. Does that right. make sense? Is sure. that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. One interesting thing is to swallow what I want 
for someone versus, um, you know, relative to what they want, because some people want to smoke and they want to not exercise and they want to eat, you know, whatever. And, um, and, um, you know, to be, to be accepting of that and, you know, kind of nudge things in the right direction. Um, Mm -hmm. what do you find is most common when people come in to see you? What are they looking for? Weight loss. Weight loss. That's the first thing that they say. I would say no one asks to be more well. Um, they just say weight loss. They, I'm going to say pretty much weight. I'd say weight loss. Yeah, just, just a singular complaint or concern or interest. Yeah, mm-hmm. would be definitely. And then, how do loss. you approach it? Um, that's going to most look common. At tons. So, most common. Um, for sure, just listen to what their story is. You know, uh, what what is their participation in their current weight, and then dissect that. How I think. Um, I'd want uh, what I think the problem is. And I will admit that I'm really pretty anti-carb when it comes to weight. And that's probably not appropriate to be so um, so uh, stuck on that. Uh, but you- I just find that there's just too much, carbo- <laughs> too much carbohydrate in our world, period. It's and so, hard to disagree yeah. with that. Yeah. It's a, bla- it's a great start. It's absolutely a great starting place. But um, uh, so, at any rate, you yeah. know it's interesting. So my my wife's in nursing school right now, mm-hmm. right? And they they said for a diabetic patient, <laughs> well, that was a beep. I don't know what that was for a for a diabetic patient. Their recommended diet for them is going to be a sixty. Uh, what was it? Sixty percent breakdown of carbohydrates. Oh, ten oh. percent breakdown of uh, proteins inside their di- uh, diet, and the remainder left over in fats. Fat. 60% wow. carbohydrates for a diabetic patient. Right. Right. Um, and that's not just including, and, and that's coming from nursing school, right. right? That's the current standard for our healthcare practice. And right. so I don't think you're wrong in saying, could you tell me why more you think that? Like just besides there's a lot of it's carbohydrates. Lo- it's low hanging fruit. One thing, you know, in that um, you're, I guess you're challenging every most everybody. You're really right out of the shoot. You're challenging them to to change up their um, their impression of what is what sort of healthy eating or what is what is food. Maybe what is food? You challenge that right out of the shoot. Yeah. And um, when you look at um, though, when you look at fructose metabolism and and its role in storage of energy in our belly and stuff, because so so much of our cultural problem is belly fat and um, fructose's role in that is really fascinating. And so you've got, um, I love talking about that from an evolutionary standpoint. Oh, I think we kind of talked about that a little bit. Just uh, evolutionary mismatches of, um, there's so much beauty in what's, what's killing us today. Um, Like, let's talk about, I mean, like fructose that, that, that fructose is on this earth as storage energy and it is our natural sugar. And it's absolutely beautiful to come across 10,000 years ago, a date tree and not be able to set your, your ass down. You are going to finish that thing, right? Oh, yeah, First, you're going to carry everything you, that you can. You better believe it. And you have your, um, you have a, a brain that, um, that says this is absolutely delicious. You have a, uh, 
metabolic system that tells you to not stop eating it. Fructose doesn't turn on certain chemicals of the gut that tell your brain I'm full. So you can eat it um, indefinite, so, sort of in, indefinitely. And then it's perfect storage storage food. It is metabolized um, very uh, most readily into a triglyceride in the liver, and then it's stored in your belly. And thank God you had that, and we have that, um, and uh, you might not eat now for three to five days, no big deal. Fast forward 10,000 years, and uh, some food scientist out of Japan comes up with high fructose corn syrup that accompanies 80% of what's in our grocery store. And now um, we consider that food because it's whole grain, and it says heart-healthy, on that box. <laughs> it's got to be true. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's part of what's going on, let alone now I'm eating fruit. Admittedly, whole fruit gets metabolized differently than fructo- high fructose corn syrup. But at any rate, still, we've just, we are designed to be storage animals. We are not designed to have a stop on our obesity. We're not to have a stop on our propensity or our ability to store. So that's really cool. We have we're designed to be storage animals. And so we got a bunch of people walking around with lots of storage and unfortunately not an, in, an innate system that can say, okay, that's enough, <laughs> you know, because that's not commensurate with survival. Yeah. And so that that's just one fun, fun thing to kind of discuss how a food that you think is really, really good for you when you supersaturate your smoothie with blended fruit in the morning um, Unfortunately, if you're wanting to move the needle on your weight, let's let's think about that, you know, and we may need to include, we may need to exclude even some of that stuff that we call really good food. Yeah, I, I actually, so I, I like that as a, uh, as a topic for the unhealthy or for someone who is trying to lose weight, like, hey, fructose, my mind goes to in a competitive standpoint, I'm thinking, okay, how much fructose can I eat today? Because I have three workouts I got to do tomorrow. Ah. And I want that to be stored right now. Like I want it to be stored. I want my, ah. I want to be able to be able to use it here in a little bit. And I'm, I'm going to use it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at it from a different light. You're coming yeah. from a different world. A different world. Yeah. If, if but somebody's that's where 10% it's, body fat or less, correct. But that's, different conversation. that's how it was meant in the beginning. Yeah. Because oh, interesting. You're fuel. going. You're using that's that. What you're, yeah. yeah, you're going to eat that Everyone's whole tree. Walking around eight percent body fat. Yeah, you're going to eat that tree, <laughs> and you need to put fat on. You better believe correct. it, because you're going to have to run down that. Buffalo. I want to look like you, right? <laughs> you got some poundage. Yeah. Debbie and I talk. Yeah. Uh, have talked a lot in the past about we wish the eating standards were that of the you know you know very old times like Paleolithic area or even like even pre like grocery store era mm-hmm. with modern day medicine. Mm-hmm. I think if oh, you can, best of both worlds. if you combine the best of both worlds, I think you have a uh, a society that is going to be Robust. pretty I appreciate ta- saying pay, paying lip service to modern medicine because that's an that's another thing that kind of fits in with this and uh I've stopped demonizing drugs at at uh, not that I ever I mean, it's my job, but I'd um, say all three, I, I can speak for myself. I'd be dead without oh, modern day. Drugs. Yes. Yeah. Multiple times. There's, um, however, it is interesting. And I mean, in talking about what patients say, uh, not infrequently, Dr. Ely, I, I'm really not, I'm not a pill taker. I'm, and then I'm kind of first thing out of my mouth is what did you eat? You know, because if you're not calling the grocery store a, a drug, then there, there's some conversation to be held here. But, um, the uh you know we've 
we've designed, uh, we're designed to be survivors. We're in this culture of com- absolute comfort, bubble wrapping our children, wearing seatbelts, expecting the police to show up in a couple of minutes, et cetera. And we don't have any outlet for um, the exuberant amount of energy or, you know, that that we've got um, uh, in, inside of us. Um, that, that, that mismatch, however, of, um, of this, this comfort, et cetera, we can offset some of that with traditional medications to try and, for instance, in the management of anxiety, um, which we were squelching, we're trying to create so much comfort that it, our, our innate, uh, our nature of being anxious as a survival mechanism uh, doesn't have an outlet. You, John, you and I were talking about that. Just doesn't it doesn't have an outlet today? And I think maybe there'd be less anxiety if we woke up and we were scared shitless that we're going to get eaten. You oh, know, yeah. I think because all of a sudden my emotion makes sense to me. But when I'm when I'm nurtured and I'm coddled and I'm told everything is fine and everything is safe, et cetera, but I've got my my principal consciousness comes from an, a region of anxiousness, um, I don't know what to do with that. And maybe I start chewing my fingernails off, uh, you know. Start <clears throat> eating a lot of food. Sure. Seeking, yeah. yeah. Um, so using traditional uh, medications helps remedy the fact that this – kind of, we're not supposed to be inhabiting this world, um, living on top of one another, vaccinations, antibiotic therapy, the anxiousness and the de- the depression incidents that's going through the roof. We have tools that help augment and just uh, adjust our own neurotransmitters. They're not external uh, chemicals like uh, LSD or, um, I mean, pot or caffeine for that matter. They're, they, these are these antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicines just give us access to our own neurochemistry and kind of help create a balance in a world where I'm, I mean, it seems kind of, uh, it seems kind of th- that it makes sense to me. We're not supposed to be inhabiting this, this degree of comfort. Yeah. And so, um, I, I really trained, do embrace. We're not trained yeah. to. Yes. Yeah. And we you can, and you can make that. I mean, I think you're, you're, uh, helping your children grow up into a world where they fall down and they get hurt <laughs> and they, and they do stupid it. things. Um, I think that's going to, lend itself to some great mental health um time time will tell but that's that makes sense in the interim it's thank goodness we have tools that help help simmer that um help simmer the crazy simmer the craziness yeah oh for sure that was no. kind of some rambling but no no, no that's perfect because that i mean that's it's it's crucial and i know you have to you have mm-hmm. to be out of here by like mm-hmm. you know 145 yeah. or whatever to be to be gone i did want to because i do look at you as like a bill of health like aesthetically pleasing well, so we we did a, a every year we do a trail rate you didn't do it this year so i'd i'd run <laughs> i ran fast for you i was i was thinking about chasing you on the trail this year but we do this uh, a 10 mile trail race every year and the first year i did it i don't know five, six, seven years ago, whatever it was at the end of the race, this guy takes his shirt off. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, look at this guy. And it's, it's doc Ely. I'm like, I need to get a picture next to him. We'll have to, we'll have to share that picture, but yeah, model, model of health. Oh, absolutely. And you, you practice it. So what would you like, what, what is your run me through your daily practice? Like your eating routine, you know, like your sleeping routine, your your exercise routine. Uh, run me through your daily practice. Just, I just want to hear what it is. What like eating everything? Run me through a daily routine. Uh, I wake up and uh, make coffee, 
and have some coffee. That's just coffee. And then go uh, go visit 2020 pretty much every day, right? Um, maybe a day or <clears throat> day a week I take off. And then um, I'm trying to incorporate a little bit more of some of that zone two, oh. at least one day uh, in there. I think something that really is helpful to me is on Sundays, I, I have a very long run. Mm-hmm. And I think that that adds just something is that's long, is, different. Is that seven or 10? Seven, or? Yeah, yeah, usually about seven miles, and how old are you? seven to 10, 62, 61. <laughs> yeah. no, so, right, so yeah, no, just cruising around, so, you know, so you've probably done that for a long time. You've ran for- Over 20 years, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same, same group. Great, great. Again, having a community that is your, I mean, having your social community conscientious about um, wellness or health or just, or being physically active. I mean, what a blessing. Yeah. Um, so at right. any rate, and then go to work and I like to eat. Um, I like to focus on protein and vegetables. That's what I like. And I seek out fat for my snackable stuff. So give me and some then, examples. Like give me a lunch. Um, well, I was at the hospital, so I just have salad and meat on top of that and olive oil and a little vinegar and olive oil and then some extra vegetables, um, whatever they've got okay. kind of thing. Okay, so that's your lunch. <clears throat> and then, um, and then, oh, I eat uh, these weird nuts from Sprouts. I don't know what they're called because they're, they're not nuts. There's some in gingy bean sprout, not a bean, it's, I don't know. Some weird protein thing with uh with hundred percent chocolate is my uh is a snack and I kind of mix them because the chocolate's so bitter when it's hundred percent that's intense yeah it's so bitter but it, it makes it it's my it's a treat you know it it sort of is a treat so I'm kind of hungry like, I get, okay let me eat it. that's because I read I read an article about that they did um and I, it shouldn't even be quoted because it's only six humans but they. They were uh, did muscle biopsies on these people and uh, were evaluating for epicatechins, which chocolate is supposed to increase. And at least in this study, um, it was two ounces of chocolate, one ounce of chocolate twice a day, and they used eighty five percent chocolate. But they they were uh, quantifying the epicatechin content of muscle tissue, and epicatechins, as best I understand, are cross linking um, molecules that help prevent sprain and strain, uh, muscular strain. And certainly there's a precipitous drop in that, in the muscle content of that with aging. And so I don't know how long ago I started buying these, this chocolate for, so I get my two ounces a day and, um, I didn't get hurt again today. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, uh, so that's that. And then, um, Julie and I have lots of predominantly meat and vegetable uh evening meals so give me it like she's an awesome cook and so we also have really great stuff that is that that's not never off the rails but certainly you know some pasta sometimes and but so occasionally you do have some carbs oh yeah oh yeah and then for sure uh wine do you ever drink wine uh i like i like negronis i don't know what that is yeah it's gin and campari and sweet vermouth Okay. And I'm sure it's paleo. <laughs> oh, if, you, if you have an MD and you're drinking it, you're, it's clean. It's clean. It's clean. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. You can go. see through it. Um, you it's can clean. See through it. Yeah, it's clear. <laughs> like water. No, I think, um, I think, I don't know. I don't demonize alcohol um, unless it, it makes a demon out of you. Um, 
But, uh, and I think people, it's like everything, like maybe carb content. I mean, there's people that shouldn't touch it and there are people that, um, I'll say get by with drinking what I think is excessive, Mm -hmm. um, Lee. And, um, and so, but, uh, I think in, for me in moderation that that's, that's a reasonable thing to do. So you have the opportunity to, to get in front of the general population right now of, anybody from the person who's who's trying to lose 50 pounds to somebody who's trying to improve their performance what what should they be doing to move the needle for them john i think i go back to the first thing i was saying is um find out what what internally mo- oh what do you what do you really want <clears throat> um uh wh- what do you really want um kelly mcgonigal is a psychologist out of stanford and she um was talking about our natural human tendency to give ourselves 100% credit for what we're going to do in the future. It is humanly, and so she has these social experiments that are really fun that that prove this point, that when I say January 1st, I'm going to start exercising, I feel so much calm in my soul because I'm an exerciser. Just watch me. (laughs) January 1st comes along and I I like sharing this story with patients and I roll my, my roll, my stool to the side, you know, because my hand, this future me remains uh, in my future and I never reach it. And so I think um, my favorite thing is sharing that, that with them and saying, who is this? person that you you truly do you truly want to be them how do we get that over your heart and how how can that be impactful in when you leave this room what are you going what are you going to do because then to some extent everything's possible cuz i don't know how much you should eat i don't know how much fat should be included in what you consume i don't know how many times a week you should exercise um <clears throat> but i know if you're wanting something that's out here you're not going to find it down there. Rather, you're going to find it, you know, by doing something about it now. So yeah, do, you know, so 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 I, I'm sorry. Well, no, I that's, no, that's a good answer to the question. The, the first, the thing from the gen population is figure out what you really want. Yeah, right. Figure that's out what I, you really want. Yeah, and, why are you here? And and why? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think with the figure out what you really want is you have to figure out a why, and it can't just be. Because I want to lose weight. Because I want to look better. You need a why Why? and like a deep why. And it can be something, you know, I've asked multiple people, it gets down and then, well, yeah, that's that's a good, but why? Why do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, uh, I just want to look better in my swimsuit. But why? Why do you want to look better? Well, and then next thing you know, it comes out like, well, actually, my mom died of whatever Uh, and I don't, mm -hmm. now we found your why. Okay, let's, let's take that why. Let's take what you really want. Now, if this is something that you really want, there are people, not just here at 2020, or, there are people that can help you figure that actual why out. And then now we're going to say, these are the steps you have to take. And tomorrow you're taking the first one. Or right now you're going to go do it right immediately right now. Go to the gym, regardless mm-hmm. if you're scared or not. We kind of talk about doing scary things. Freaking sign up mm-hmm. and or do your first free trial class because – no better time than right now or rather than just waiting like you said till mm-hmm. something that's not mm-hmm. it's a theoretical tomorrow never comes mm-hmm. so make today happen right um so I'd, I'd say that's a great answer right figure out your why 
or what what you want, find your why, seek out someone immediately that is going to be able to help you and or someone that may know someone that can help you and then take the first step. Well, I think it part like, like what I want to hear when I'm asking that question is I want, what's the silver bullet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the, what's yeah. the thing that I'm not doing that I haven't added to my routine already. Right. But if you, but you're right. If you have a, the why you will go to sleep earlier, mm-hmm. you will, you, you'll, you'll get better rest. You'll, you'll have a reason to go to the gym. You'll have a reason to eat a healthier lunch. You'll have reasons to do all the other things that most people know what they should be doing. Yeah. Right. But, right. but it's, but it's, I know like that, the hand gesture mm-hmm. Of oh, I'm gonna start, and I and I'm guilty of this too. Like I'll oh, have sure. a bender 100%. of a weekend. I'm like I'm gonna start on Monday. Yeah, you know, and sure. and of course, and the, what's so funny is the calm. You pay attention to the calm that totally. comes with that. Let her rip. Thank goodness you get. A I'm break. doing that next week. <laughs> right, right. Well, and then next week comes and yeah, and then it, unless you have a convincing why, it's it, yeah. that next week is that much harder to stick <laughs> to, and then next week becomes next week. Well, and then you pointed out earlier. A community of people around you that's going to help you get there. Oh my gosh! Like if you so, do you know, I feel so. That's such a blessing because I don't know if that if that didn't exist, you know, where where would any of us be? I well, mean, I, I think for you, it's like <clears throat> you're a pretty motivated guy. You're the three of us here, are pretty mm-hmm. motivated people. But on our best day, we're pretty good mm-hmm. by ourselves. Yeah. On our worst day. It's that's when you need mm-hmm. somebody else looking at you or somebody else mm-hmm. to be accountable for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if to you, help you hold, you see all those people that you want to look like, you should probably hang out with them and do the things they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, so we're all pretty motivated. All right. You want to be motivated. You should probably come hang out with us. Mm-hmm. We're right at 2020, you know, come and be a part of our group, be a part of our community. And you're going to see a bunch of group, a group of people that are like-minded moving toward the same direction. They're not all going to look the same. They're on different spectrums and they're in their own ideal scenario. Some have different goals than others, but you're at least in a community. And this could be anywhere that you are. This could be a community of fit people elsewhere too, but you're going to be in a community of people that are moving in the direction that you want to be in. So go join them. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just uh, what I would say, you 100%. know? Um, but I do know it's 146 and I know you said you got to go at 145, so I don't want to keep you going, but I, I would like to have more we, conversation. We chat. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I think your, your point yeah. about the why yeah. is, is much appreciated because until you have that, every other piece of, uh, worldly wisdom that you have is probably null and void, null and void until that. Yeah. Good deal. Well, thank you. Awesome. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. So fun. Uh, we'll do, so we'll fun. do this again. Thank I you. Promise. Actually. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for what you do, what you've brought to my life and the community that it's provided. Goodness gracious. It's my church. It's it's awesome. Well, you're there, you're there regularly. It. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, hopefully the guy, the big guy upstairs is paying attention. So, yeah. all right. All right. Take, take care. Thank Thanks. you.